Do you like scary stories? Do you also like $20? I'll be giving away five $20 gift cards on January 31st. All you gotta do is subscribe and you're entered. So subscribe now for your chance to win. Warning, these stories are for entertainment purposes. You are here to feel scared and intrigued. This video includes narrated depictions of sexual assault. You have been warned. It's Demons Gone Sexual. This world is a strange one. I was trying my best to wait for Valentine's Day for this intimate episode of Darkness Prevails, but I couldn't resist. Succubi and Incubi are demons who seduce and assault their victims, but it's not always physical. Well, most of the time it's not. Victims might wake up feeling dread and feelings of oppression, and sometimes they wake up with bruises and scratches on their bodies. So, if you'd like to be my Valentine, let's jump into these four allegedly real succubus and incubus encounters. Just give me a second to throw on my chastity belt. But first, to all of my subscribers, I need you to click that bell button next to the subscribe button to make sure you're notified of all my new uploads. And be sure to share my videos with your friends. I've hit a huge slowdown on this channel and it's honestly starting to scare me. Thank you for all your support. Now, let's jump into these dirty demon stories. Number one, Dream Visitor, submitted by Jexy. First, let me say that this story is going to be really difficult for me to tell. However, after spending some time thinking it over, I thought that maybe getting it out there will help me deal with what happened and maybe help someone else. This is completely true, and I'll do my best to give as much detail into it as possible. Because of how terrorized I was, I think I blocked a lot of it out, even though it happened within the past year. Even as a child, I always had very vivid dreams. I often had lucid dreams, those were my favorite. At once I knew I loved the freedom of making choices without consequence. As I got older, those lucid dreams would lead to some of the best sex dreams ever. Also, I used to talk in my sleep a bit, based on what my parents have told me, but I've never sleepwalked, nor had any other sleep issues. I did have chronic nightmares, but that's a different story entirely. I just think having this information may help you understand why what I'm about to describe to you was so different, so horrifying. I was a freshman in college when I had my very first sleep paralysis dream. I use that term loosely as I'm not really sure how to categorize what I experienced. I had been studying on my bed, room light on, sitting with my back against the wall. I don't know when I fell asleep, but I do remember waking up. At least I thought I was awake. I opened my eyes and I noticed the books on my lap and I heard a knock or something on my door. I got up to get it and then I woke up. This continued for about four or five times each time with me becoming more and more panicked. The very last time I woke up in my dream, I began to hear voices. It was mumbling, starting off quiet and continuously getting louder and louder. All I kept hearing was different voices yelling their name and a date. I couldn't keep up with all of them and it was starting to make my head hurt. I remember putting my hands up, squeezing my head and trying to get off of my bed and away from those voices. The pain was so intense, I could barely crawl on the floor as I tried to make it 10 feet across the dorm room to the door. When I thought the voices were going to make my head explode, I finally woke up for real. 
I was still in the same place with my back against the wall and my books on my lap. I was actually nervous I was still asleep. I immediately started to cry and called my dad. I told him I thought I was going crazy. He said that I probably wasn't sleeping well and before I admitted myself to a psych ward that maybe it would be a good idea to just try and get a few good nights sleep. I must have listened because I never had the experience again. I sometimes wished I could have remembered the names and dates I heard, but the pain was so intense, it wouldn't let me focus. I was going to include this part of my dream history, but after some thought, I believe it to be related. Fast forward about 13 years, three years ago. It was midday and I had fallen asleep on my couch watching TV. I guess my kids were in school because I don't remember anyone else being home. This is when I first began to experience sleep paralysis. I knew I was sleeping. I could hear the TV in the background clearly and I was trying to will my eyes to open. Before I could open my eyes, I felt a weight on my chest, which is apparently common in sleep paralysis. I could now see the room around me, eyes open and awake, but that weight was still there. I tried to move and I realized I was completely paralyzed. And although I could not see this pressure with my eyes, I could visualize the being in my head. It was a demonic thing, bluish in color, about five feet tall. He was sitting, straddled over my body. I know he spoke to me, but I cannot remember what he said. The only other part I remember was being assaulted. It was horrifying, but for some reason it was also satisfying. I fought him, and I do remember that. But I did not wake up until I had climaxed. When I tried to sum up what happened, the only thing that came to mind was that I was raped by the devil. But eventually, I just chalked it up to being a really twisted sex dream. My husband had been injured during the Iraq war and was dealing with some pretty serious physical and mental illnesses. We did not have a very active sex life during this period of time, and I kind of just figured it was my brain's way of processing this. That was until two years later, about a year after we moved into our new house. This was when things went from weird to terrifying on a level I never imagined I could experience. So about a year ago, things started off slowly. My husband was sleeping in the living room. As his medication would cause him to fall asleep very early, he would usually stay asleep until morning and I would go upstairs to our bedroom alone each night. I don't remember when exactly it started, but I can tell you that I was actually a bit happy about it at first. It always happened right as I began to fall asleep. I would be fully aware of my surroundings, feeling as if my eyes were open and I couldn't move. It would start with a feeling of not being able to breathe. That part always scared me the most, as I often thought I would suffocate before I could wake up. As soon as I realized my paralysis, I would begin to feel myself being assaulted. As terrible as it sounds, I actually enjoyed it on some level. Not having a sex life in my waking life was causing me to have this pent of sexual frustration. I never truly consented to what was happening, but it was fulfilling a need that I didn't feel comfortable enough to voice out loud. What scared me more than anything else though, was that I knew it was a demon. It was more than a hallucination. This thing on top of me would speak to me, mostly things about how much he knew I liked it. Although I never heard his words with my ears nor saw him with my eyes, the best way I can describe it is if you try to recall a conversation you had with someone the day before. You can visualize what they looked like and what was being said, even though you aren't truly seeing or hearing the moment. That was how I saw this demon and how I heard him. This happened for months and I was beginning to get scared. 
It was becoming very clear to me that this was no dream. At first, I thought my brain was working through some sexual tension in a really demented way, but that began to change and fear really set in. He came again, but this time it was different. I don't remember if it was him or whether he brought someone else. What I do remember is that he said, Since you clearly handled that so well, let's make this more interesting. I was then assaulted again, but what can only be described as a demon that was more bestial than anything, something that should not lay with a human. I remember vivid pain, real pain. There was no pleasure any longer. I began to try and find ways to wake myself up. This was no longer anything that resembled a normal sex dream. Something was wrong. I dealt with this type of thing for over six months by this point. What used to be one or two nights a week was happening more and more frequently. I was tired all the time, but afraid to go to sleep. The next escalation was the time there was a woman with the demon. She was blonde, wearing a white knee-length nightgown type dress, and she was beautiful. She was kneeling next to where I was laying on the bed, looking at me with real curiosity. She and the demon, who was also kneeling next to my legs, were talking to each other, saying things like, Are you sure you can handle this? And, I can't wait to watch. It was then that I realized I was not in the presence of just two demons, but a multitude. All around my bed, I could see that there were endless others watching me. I began to panic. This was very different from previous experiences. The others in the room were pushing each other to try and have the best view. I was horrified and I began to panic. Then I began to be lifted up off of my bed by my feet. There was a rope or something tied around my ankles and I was hanging upside down. Then the assault began and I screamed for it to stop. I'm not a religious person and I was raised Jewish. And for some reason, this idea popped into my head. I began to pray to Jesus. I started to say the Lord's Prayer. I could feel the anger all around me, and I woke up. I cannot begin to tell you the relief I felt. That was until the following night. Apparently, praying and waking up was not okay for the demon entity. This time, there was a different demon that visited me. It was not the same experience. Instead of the usual assault, it was extreme torture. This demon felt very powerful and malevolent. I just knew instinctively that he was on a completely different level from the demon who had been tormenting me for the last year. Again, I prayed to Jesus, but I heard laughter. I was once again strung up by my ankles, completely upside down with my head a few inches off the bed. I remember something saying, That won't work on me. You are going to pay for what you did. Then what felt like claws stabbed me in my stomach. I remember him thrusting his claws in my back, and I could feel them protrude through the front of my body. The pain was so intense and so vivid. This was the worst pain I've ever experienced. Even now, I will tell you that there was no pain like what I felt that night. It was far worse than childbirth as well. I kept praying and praying, and eventually I woke up with a start. It took me a long time before I could move because the pain was so intense. I hurt for the whole day, even though I did not have a mark on my body. I tried to tell my husband about what happened that night. I told him a couple of my previous experiences. He told me that believing they were more than dreams was just being silly. I was terrified to sleep again, and so I called a friend of mine who grew up in Mexico. I know in some cultures they have stories about the incubus or succubus and thought maybe he could help me. 
At my stories, he was super understanding and he spoke to his family members he had back in Mexico. When I heard back from him, he stated that what I was experiencing was no dream. He said that I may have unknowingly invited this demon in. He asked me if I had ever told the demon not to come back after the first experience. I said no. He asked me if I enjoyed the experiences. I told him on some level I used to. He became really worried. He told me that it was super important that I continue to pray, that I had to tell the demon he was no longer welcome. He warned me I could be fooled, but it was something I must do. What's insane is that for the next two weeks when the demon came, it was the same gentle type experience I used to have. It was actually hard to say no and even harder to say I didn't want him to come back. I realized I must have invited him in and that scared me more than anything. It took those two weeks of saying no and saying he was no longer welcome before it stopped completely. Now I sometimes get sleep paralysis, but I've learned how to jump scare myself awake. I know this story was long and maybe it wasn't all that scary, but I can tell you that living through this, it was the most frightening thing I've ever had to deal with. I wonder sometimes what we leave ourselves open to when we sleep. I hope to never experience something like this again but at least now I feel prepared and know what I need to do. I've read stories of people who try and invite these demons in and develop some sort of relationship. I would simply warn them that if you think you have any type of positive relationship with an entity like that, you're being fooled. It's better to get out while you still can because that thing, it tortured me and it did not let me go until he was finished. I'm just grateful that so far he has never returned. No matter what you believe, whether this was really demons or simply very vivid dreams, just know the pain is real. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Number two, was it an incubus? Submitted by Candy. I know it sounds like I'm crazy, but I think I've always been followed by a demon. I experienced sleep paralysis episodes, which is what some people chalk my experiences up to, but a lot of these happenings I have been wide awake for. The first experience I had with a demon was when I was 16 years old I had just given my life to God and I lay alone in bed praying when all of a sudden I heard a low growl and a light scratching came from the other side of the wall above my head as if someone in the other room was taunting me. I laid there and tried to blame it on our dog but the scratching sounded like they were coming from about 10 feet up as if claws were running all the way from the ceiling down to the floor. That feeling of dread that everyone gets had been with me all night I could feel something in the room with me. The bed began shaking and I realized my dog lay at my feet, trembling as well. I screamed and I prayed. The louder I got, the louder it got and I finally ran to my mother and I begged her at 16 years old to sleep with me in the living room. When I finally fell asleep, I had unworldly dreams where my eyes were filled with evil and hatred. I would laugh hysterically and it all ended when I put my father's gun in my mouth and I pulled the trigger. That was the night it all started. I am now 28 years old and a mother. I woke up in the night before with my son asleep beside me and his pillow shredded by claws. His father thought I was crazy and laughed it all off until a few months before our son was born, our cover was ripped off and thrown across the room. I warned him not to taunt the thing, but it seems to regularly harass me in front of him now. One night I was asleep and I was woke up with the feeling of someone trying to undress me. I was in and out of consciousness or that is the way I felt for the most part. I've been with my husband for 10 years and sometimes he does get frisky in the middle of the night, but this was not my husband. This thing felt nothing like my husband at all and I said for him to stop because he was hurting me, but it didn't and I couldn't see anything. The TV timer had caused the television to turn off but the little bit of light coming in from my window showed my husband's silhouette still laying next to me. So what was on top of me? I suddenly felt like I was drugged. I was filled with euphoria, like I had just done ecstasy or something. What little I can remember does scare me. The thing that makes me think it is real more than any other is the soreness I felt the next day. It felt like I had been up all night with someone way too rough. So I asked my husband if he tried to get some the other night and he said no, why? So now I began to wonder if the thing that had been following me since I was 16 was an incubus. I felt sick like I needed a 100 different showers. Lastly, the thing that put the icing on the cake for me was what my niece and nephew said to me. My nephew is very into church. He knows about demons and angels and all of that. About a week after this experience, my nephew asked me if he could ask me something about demons. And my niece, who was five, said, 
Oh, do you mean succubi? My eyes probably bulged out of my head. I said, how do you know that word? And she started crying and refused to talk about it. And to this day, she swears she never said it. She has been coming into her parents' room screaming at night, saying something very scary is climbing out of the wall and trying to get to her. When she runs into their room, she apparently doesn't see her parents there in bed. She simply curls up on their bed and screams for them while pointing around the room. When they finally get her out of it, she doesn't say anything about what she saw. She simply says she doesn't remember. What sort of night terrors is this girl having? God, I hope she doesn't go through all the things that I have. Number three, Succubus Story, submitted by John. I'm a 21-year-old male, and weird things have happened to me before this experience. Once while I was reading a book, I heard someone whisper my name into my ear. I swear it was like they were inches away from me, but I was alone in that room. I've also woken up at night with my bed shaking hard, as if someone was pushing it from the side. I have an older sister, but neither of us take the time to pull pranks. Things happen to me maybe every other month at most, if at all, so it doesn't bother me when it does, but it does take me by surprise. I was 15 when this happened to me. During summer vacation, one night, I decided to try sleeping naked for once. Friends have talked about it in my school, and they said it was a pretty nice experience, so I wanted to try it. After locking my door, of course, and stripping down, I went to bed as usual. My bed is in the corner of my room, so on my left side was open space, and to my right was the wall. After I fell asleep, I was suddenly wide awake. Take note that my family and friends tell me I'm a very heavy sleeper, and when I do wake up, I'm very groggy and slow. But when I woke up, the house was quiet, and one thought was stuck repeating in my mind. There's something evil here. After half a minute of quietly freaking out and staring at a dark corner of my room, the rational side of me kicked in. I told myself I was being silly, and I went back to bed. After a short dream, I woke up to the sound of people screaming. I was extremely dizzy. The room seemed like it was rocking back and forth. After a couple of seconds, I heard a woman's voice. She sounded youthful, and her voice was sweet. She told me to turn around. I was on my right side facing the wall. I didn't say anything and I didn't move an inch. After a few moments, she said, Look at me so we can talk. She sounded so nice, I might have done it, but that sound of people constantly screaming was around us. They weren't yelling out words, just screaming in pain as if they were being tortured. I stayed on my side, but I felt myself turning slowly to face the other side where the voice was coming from. It was hard to notice at first because I was still dizzy, but as soon as I noticed, I shifted my body to face the wall again, stopping the force from turning me. I had to do this a few times. It was as if something was constantly pulling at me, trying to make me face this woman, but I tried my best to keep facing that wall. After a couple of minutes, the woman stopped talking. The screaming slowly faded and the room stopped rocking back and forth, but I stayed put still and quiet, and I did not turn around until morning came. The next night, I went to bed with clothes on. As I was falling asleep, I had the sensation of falling and I began to get dizzy, so I slowly got myself to wake up, and the dizziness went away. 
I told myself that it was all in my head, so I closed my eyes and relaxed, but seconds later the dizzy feeling came again. That night there were no voices or screaming, just the feeling of the room being rocked back and forth. After a month or two, I talked to a friend about what happened, and he told me it sounded like I was visited by a succubus. After doing some research on the internet, through YouTube mostly, I found out about a demon named Lilith, who was a succubus. I thought it was weird, because that's what my neighbors decided to name their cat. At one point, I visited my neighbors for something, and I found out they had renamed their cat to Lily. I tried asking them why they suddenly decided to rename their cat, but they ignored my question, and so I decided to just change the subject. It wasn't until I was talking to a friend in English class when the subject for some reason turned to demons. I told her about Lilith, and she started to freak out, because, she told me, if you say the name of a demon too much, it will begin to follow you. And number four, Beautiful Succubus. Let me start off with a short story about my family and the paranormal. Most of the females on my mom's side of the family have practiced some form of witchcraft. Whether they say it's good or bad, to me, I think it's all not a good idea, but that's just my opinion. I believe that if you follow Christ, your eyes will be uncovered to the lies demons have for years plagued on humanity, and you'll be protected. But before I became a Christian, I had all sorts of demonic encounters. This is my first and most recent encounter with demonic spirits. Back in the summer of 2010, I met my ex-girlfriend who was working in the store next to the one I worked at. I helped a Jamaican man in retail sales and she helped her mom as a cashier on her free days. I thought she was very attractive, so I started to talk to her and I could not help but look around. Apparently, her mom sold gothic fashion clothing and also inside that same rental space, she ran a card reading business. So I began to flirt with her. Her name was Liz and I asked her about this cool incense burner. It was a dragon's head where you put the burning incense in the dragon's mouth and you close it. That way, the smoke would come out of the dragon's nostrils. Her mom came in out of nowhere and said, Oh, you like it? I have your favorite color version of it too. I'm slow at picking up jokes or anything like that. Then it hit me. I was confused. Liz smiled and took me outside and explained to her mother that she was a witch and she knew that my favorite color was purple. As I had a history with that kind of stuff, I immediately believed her. Long story short, I fell head over heels for this girl. I don't even know how, but we were two months into our relationship and I was obsessed with her. I had to see her and the thought of someone else flirting with her killed me. Our relationship went to hell and we broke up. I couldn't get over her for the longest time. It was so extraordinary. I was never like that before, and I'm not like that now. I consider myself somewhat of a catch, so looking back at it all now, I can't even begin to comprehend why I even liked her so much. A few years later, I'm having terrible luck. No job, no relationships. I'm constantly working 10 times harder to get what any normal person would. And all of my friends and family don't understand why I'm having so much trouble. I had no clue what was going on. Then it got worse. I started having real demonic nightmares. I won't share them all with you, there's too many. I was in a two-floor house in one of them, and somewhere in an upstairs room, I heard a blood-curdling scream and crying as if something terrible had happened. I ran up to the room, and my aunt was holding her daughter that at the time was 11, and she was dead. Her skin and hair were falling out, and all of a sudden, my aunt gets real scared of the corpse, 
and she throws it on the floor, running away without even acknowledging me. I heard my cousin's voice coming and going with the wind in the room. She was giggling and crying, but she was dead and her mouth and face were not moving. I woke up and I couldn't move my body, only my eyes, and I could see small shadows darting away from my sight. Instantly, I panicked and it took me hours to calm down. These kinds of dreams started occurring almost every night, whenever I would fall asleep, actually. I started to get insomnia and anxiety attacks and all kinds of health issues. Well, a few months later, I moved into a really bad neighborhood in South Los Angeles. South LA is known for Santeria and all kinds of voodoo. I would invite my cousin Karina on the weekends to my apartment so that I wouldn't feel so lonely, and she would bring her daughter, Valerie. One night, I woke up to my cousin Karina shaking and screaming. I woke her up, and she's hysterically telling me that a man was standing in the dark, trying to suffocate her. She asked me to stay awake and wait until she sleeps so she can feel safe. I said sure, but I ended up falling asleep anyway. I slept on the living room couch on my side facing the TV, and she slept with my niece Valerie on the carpet floor with some blankets. As soon as I closed my eyes, I vividly dreamt this man, wearing an expensive all-black tuxedo with a red bow tie, was arguing with me. I don't know what any of it means, but then I sensed another presence behind the couch behind me, and even though I could not see it, strangely enough, I knew what it looked like. It was an old hag, a witch with long, curly, messy gray hair and old, dark, torn clothes. The old hag and the man with the red bow tie began to communicate, and when they realized that I was listening to them, I woke up again paralyzed and going into a full-blown panic. I heard a loud, hateful voice right behind my head while I was paralyzed. I don't know what it was saying, but it sounds like it's threatening me when it covers my face from behind. When I regain control, I wake up my cousin and I tell her what I dreamt. She began to cry, saying that that was the man and that she had seen his black, shiny shoes standing on her daughter. She left and never came back. Today, we only talk on Facebook. This has been happening for the next few years until I decided to have my cards read, and according to the reader, I was targeted for death by a mother and daughter, my ex and her mom, I presume. She says they made an animal sacrifice ritual. At that point, I was trying to be brave, but I was scared to death on the inside. I mean, who would want to go to bed while thinking about that? I've had times where people tell me they walk in on me sleeping, only to see a woman standing really close over me, watching me sleep. She's almost face to face with me. I would ask what the woman looks like, and it's vague. The typical white gown, long hair, or just a woman, but no one ever sees her actual face. I got to the point where I had to get drunk almost every night before I could go to bed. It was so I wouldn't get scared, and it would help me sleep all night without waking up but even still, the nightmares were relentless, all demonic, but now they were just all women in my dreams. It would start off in a strip club with some kind of party, and the women would seduce me and make out with me and all that fun stuff, but shortly after, the building I was in would be on lockdown, and these women would transform into very scary female demons. Their jaws would become monstrous, and their eyes were very screwed up. They looked like something from the 1988 movie, night of the demons. By then, the dreams were becoming very sexual. These succubus demons were at first very beautiful girls. They would grab me and I would enjoy what they did, 
and then they became demons and began to chase me all over the place. This one final encounter happened after I became Christian. I mean, I tried everything. I was so desperate. I prayed and fell asleep with the Bible next to my pillow, and I journeyed into my dream. I was driving a very nice car on a Halloween evening. It must have been sunset because it was getting very dark. Me and another guy I've never met before, but was apparently my best friend in the dream, drove into a house party. And as always, there were beautiful women, but this time even more beautiful than before. They were wearing lingerie. When we went inside, the women just threw themselves at me. By now, my friend was nowhere in sight, but I was too distracted. Then, the group of girls that were around me began to kiss me all over. I decided to take just one, the one I thought was the most beautiful, and we went into another area, a huge living room where of course it was filled with women. I began to feel funny though. I caught glimpses of pentagrams written in blood on the walls, and some of the women were so drunk on different parts of the house floor, slowly transforming, and their voices were like the sound of a record player when you slow it down, but very evil. The rest was still cheerful. I kept drinking and hanging out, and about an hour passed and the lights were becoming dim. The music started to die down, and as the minutes passed, more and more women were really drunk and were transforming into these monsters, and that familiar fear came back. I was so scared. I felt that if I moved during their transformation, they would notice me. Now, more and more things were fast changing in this house. The lights were almost off, and a lot of red curtains just appeared out of nowhere. It began to look more like a satanic worship place, and all the girls were chanting and their heads were all waving slowly from side to side, like when you stretch your neck. I gathered up enough courage to stand up slowly, and I walked past them. I tried to be careful. By now, most of them were on the ground and on their knees, and some were beginning to look my way. Their faces were scary as hell, and as I passed, each individual demon-possessed girl, in a deep demonic voice, the demon in that girl would tell me all of the sins it had committed throughout human history. I stormed out through the door and I looked back. They weren't chasing me, but I was still running very hard because it all felt so real. I got home in my dream and they were just passing through my walls, floating in and were attacking me in every direction. Then, thank God, I woke up, but I was paralyzed and I could still see the real evil demon faces in the reflection of the TV. I started to pray, telling God I promise I'll never be bad, just begging and bargaining, and it stopped. I got up, ran outside, and I felt so relieved and was telling my neighbor because he's also a Christian, but he pointed out all the scratches on my body. We both were freaking out. Since then, I began to go to church, and the activities have decreased a lot, but now and then, I still have a bad dream, and I can feel those eyes on me. Few things in life are scarier than demons. Not only are they invisible unless they choose for us to see them, we can't even touch them. They're also full of hatred for all humankind. It's like being surrounded by pure evil at all times, and you're just waiting until one of them choose you to torment. What do you do when an unseen pervert wants you? Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget, to send us your true scary stories soon at darknessprevails.org. Thanks.